0: Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast, bringing you the latest in sports news, fantasy analysis, and opinions. Don't forget the hot takes. Can't have a sports show without hot takes these days. What about hot cakes, though? Mm, I want some hot cakes. Now, here's your host, ready to jump into the thick of things, Dwayne Callender. Top of the morning, folks. This is the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. I'm your host, Dwayne Callender. I got Cam on the line here because Cam is getting all set for his big fantasy football draft. And of course, we have major news breaking last night with the retirement of Andrew Luck and a possible ACL injury for Lamar Miller of the Houston Texans. So uh, I'll I'll help out Cam here with some of his questions uh, coming into what he should do with his upcoming draft this morning. But uh, realistically, I want to get into one item that really rubbed me the wrong way. First of all, for Andrew Luck, he made the decision to retire. He told a select number of Colts management that he was going to retire. Within the span of 90 minutes, a conversation that took place before 7 p.m uh local time yesterday so that would have been six o'clock eastern time within the span of 90 minutes word started circulating within the colts organization that andrew luck was retiring and it got out to the media so that by the time the game kicked off at 8 15 news was already hitting media uh uh basically you got shefty uh Adam Schefter of ESPN reporting that Andrew Luck is scheduling to retire at 3 Uh, p.m. Eastern time today that he was scheduling a press conference to retire. That news got out during the game so that by the time everything got leaked, the whole plan was for Andrew Luck to announce the news to his teammates after the preseason game last night, then have the press conference. It, It didn't even make it to the, uh, the post-game press conference because Jim Mersey and I firmly believe this came from Jim Merce, because, again, if I'm telling my coach, I mean, if I'm telling, uh, because it even, uh, <laughs> it even come down to the coach. This literally came from uh, the owner and the GM, and I don't think a GM's going to leak the news that my star quarterback is retiring because I got to make some moves to get a QB uh, to bring in the backup Jacoby Brissett. This came from Jim Murray throwing a hissy fit over Andrew Luck retiring. And for those of you who are going to complain that Andrew Luck screwed the Colts franchise, let me read off the injuries that Andrew Luck has dealt with and yeah, his. I was about
1: to say, he probably gave him the key to the the city. Like, he, there, he actually did a good thing. Because you never knew when Andrew Luck was going to (laughs) play.
0: Yeah. But but literally, here's the list of injuries for Andrew Luck over the past six seasons. Two torn cartilage in his rib. Partially torn abdomen. At least one reported concussion. Most of the time with NFL players, you could probably triple that number. A lacerated kidney that left him peeing blood. The torn labrum that cost him an entire NFL season with a soldier, a shoulder surgery. And he's still uh, recovering from the effects of that because you never get your full range of motion back after that. You have to retrain how your shoulder works. And now a calf ankle issue that has persisted for oh, because the first sign of the uh, calf issue came up back in May this uh, this was like or late april early may it's been months with this issue that somehow bled into becoming a ankle issue that the reason why i had andrew luck as a bus potential candidate this year was whenever an injury like that is persisting for this long usually it's located at such a part of the area where between the calf that it's such little blood flow that you know, the reason why people were uh, in the Colts organization were even suggesting the fact that it could be a Kevin Durant situation is that it's probably so low down he couldn't recover adequately. So for everyone who's bitching and moaning about the timing of Andrew Luck's uh, announcement, the man was trying to come back. He literally said that the toll of trying to constantly be in rehab For four plus years was enough that, you know, he was so miserable with his job that it was better to walk away than trying to half ass it and just collect a paycheck to make you feel happy about your football team every Sunday. You know, the thing that drives me absolutely insane with human beings is the fact that whenever people get hurt, everyone always asks, How are you doing? Are you feeling good? You know, Nothing's bothering you, like, and they always uh, talk about the injury. They don't talk about all the other stuff that you have to do to make yourself function normally, like just to get through a day, let alone multiple years of having dealing with injuries. Like, I, I totally get where Andrew Luck's coming from because you know, at a certain point in your head, a you're sick and tired of people asking you how you're feeling me it's hard to put the work in and then especially in a field where it is high hazard and you don't know what's going to happen to you uh in an nfl landscape of how you're going to get injured next because nothing's ever guaranteed that at age 29 when you've banked over 70 million dollars and you still got a ton of money left in the bank why seriously why are you even pushing yourself at that point if you know your body just is not responding to the treatment and you don't trust the people that are treating you, this is not a case of he's being soft. This is a case of he came back multiple times and the body just will not respond the way he wants to to have it respond. I mean, this is on the Colts. For those saying that Andrew Luck screwed the Colts, no, the Colts screwed Andrew Luck. Because yeah, they gave him the money, but guess what? They never gave him the offensive line to actually protect him. And you know what? He made the conscious decision that yeah, I'll take the ridicule from people. And oh, so classy by the Colts fans booing the man off the sideline with in what is probably the lowest moment of his entire life, having announced a retirement, not because he he is you know fully prepared to leave the game he wasn't prepared to leave the game it's just the fact that he knew in his heart of hearts he could not give a hundred percent to the game anymore and when you're a person that's a perfectionist like that that's a hard thing to admit to yourself that you know you can't give a hundred percent anymore because you're constantly hurt and you know it would be better off for yourself and everyone else involved if you didn't half-ass it that, that, like, having the balls to actually be able to say that is commendable because 99% of the people in the world probably take the paycheck and half-ass it to collect uh, a couple more dollars along the way. So, for all of those who wants to say that he's a millennial or he's soft, I, I, honestly, I want to tell you to go bleep yourself, but that would be too kind. That was well said. I, it just drives me nuts, Cam. I, I, I honestly can't like it's almost as though people forget like what the uh, what he's actually been through the last couple of years. And they don't see all the stuff that goes into when you're not on uh, the camera, when they don't see you in the office, all the time spent in the rehab, all the times when you can't you can barely get out of bed. Like they don't know that toll. Uh, of uh, playing sports, like yeah, that—that's what always drives me nuts. With people, they—they they always want to do armchair quarterbacking when they've never actually played sports at a decent level. Uh, because half the time, most people like never play sports beyond pee-wee football or little league baseball. It pisses me off. All right, <laughs> get, get, get on your high horse. It's but it's the one thing that always drives me nuts when the people like, yeah, there are guys you know are half assing it. This is not a case of a guy half assing it. He literally just said, you know what, trying trying to constantly rehab. It's like I've mentally I've mentally checked out into a, into a place where I'm not in a good space. Me trying to uh, keep doing this is uh, is diminishing returns. That's the best thing he could have done for the Colts because he could have easily strung out another three, four years of not giving a hundred percent, hundred percent effort, collect some more money. Because when you retire, yeah, you, 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 uh, they say the NFL contracts are guaranteed, but the Colts are going to claw back some of that guaranteed money. There's no doubt about that. You, knowing the way how petty Jim Mersey is, he absolutely is going to claw back some of that guaranteed money. But it's like uh, listen to people on Twitter bitch and moan about couldn't he retire before the draft? No, he was trying to rehab you, prick. Keep <laughs> it going.
1: Ugh.
0: all right. I, I I know I know you, I know you had some things you wanted to talk about for uh, fantasy purposes. So I'm gonna get down to some uh, uh, do a little breakdown. You know, obviously, uh, not having uh, luck around changes uh, the fantasy approach a bit. But in in my estimation, the biggest thing that I kept saying about this is the fact that, you know, uh, the quarterback position as a whole is so volatile that, you know, it makes little to no sense. To reach for a quarterback not named uh, Patty Mahomes. And the f- simple fact of the matter is, even Mahomes, I still only have Mahomes as a, uh, on the tail end of the top 50 overall picks, just because of, unless it's a six point uh, touchdown league, your your value of, of getting from a quarterback is so much less leverage than getting more uh, wide receivers and running backs just to have in case of injury or lack of production coming out of those skill positions than you would from a quarterback. The drop off for quarterbacks is so much smaller than all the other positions that it really isn't worth it uh, to try to reach for uh, QBs, not named uh, Patrick Mahomes. And even Mahomes, I still have further behind than anybody else uh, for most uh, quarterback rankings. So, my stance is, even though most people are probably going to overreact and reach for a quarterback earlier, you stay the course, you keep waiting for quarterback, pass round 9 or 10, and if every other court, uh, team has drafted a QB, then you can draft a QB. But not before then, because really and truly, uh, what you are seeing in fantasy, and the sign of a good fantasy draft is the fact that, Outside of Mahomes, no one else is being taken before pick number 75. Like, people have been holding off in most of the good drafts I've been in. Of course, you get the drafts where folks reach early for uh, Deshaun Watson. And also, people were drafting Luck. uh, I saw someone draft Luck in the fourth round. But, you know, these are the things that... I think you just got to hold off on You got to stay the course and be even more patient. Now, T Y Hilton is going to take a hit. So T Y Hilton, you know, I saw folks drafting him in the second round because I already had lust as a, a high bust potential. I had T Y Hilton as a bus potential because I didn't see him putting up the production this year. So I had him out of the second round, probably late uh, third round to begin with. Now, T.Y. Hilton's probably a fourth-round pick at best, uh, in my opinion. He's a wide receiver two option when he was a wide receiver one. Again, for those of you who already drafted T.Y. Hilton, you know, yeah, it sucks, but you can't really do a whole lot about it. It it, it is what it is. Marlon Mack, he's going to get a lot more touches now with Jacoby Percet. The Colts are going to have to shift more to a play-action offense. I'm not necessarily... Uh, changing um, max valuation, he's still going to be a top fifteen, top twenty uh, running back. Even though teams are are going to be uh, more uh, less respectful of the passing game, but because you still got Ty Hilton lining up, I don't think Marlon Max uh, production gets stymied all that much because you still don't want to bring the safety down into the box. So I still think that uh, Marlon Max should be fine. The problem here is if at the tight end position between Eric Ebron and Jack Doyle, our favorite cam, Eric Ebron, you know how much I love Eric Ebron, right? <laughs> I love him. Ebron was my top bus candidate at the tight end position. Uh, my stance has not changed at all. The problem is, disclaimer. is that disclaimer,
1: every time I played him, he,
0: um, so, Oh yeah. That, that, Listen, Eric Ebron put up great fantasy numbers when Jack Doyle was injured. Jack Doyle's back now. Jack Doyle literally had the lion's share of targets at. And do you want to know what the split of targets uh, were when Jack Doyle was on the field versus, uh, uh, versus Eric Ebron, Cam? Cam had a, – a, a, so basically, Cam, uh, Jack Doyle had 75% of the targets versus Ebron's 25%. And yeah, that's why it was fun to pick them in fancy
1: because no one picked him and then he
0: score a touchdown. Yeah. So, I mean, Jack Doyle is the primary tight end. Like, the folks who keep drafting Ebron before Jack Doyle, I keep staring at them wondering – do, are are they just looking at last year's stats and not paying attention to the fact that Jack Doyle was injured? You know, here, here's the bottom line. The number one target for Jacoby percent is going to be short routes to uh, T.Y. Hilton, which isn't going to do a whole lot of value for T Y Hilton. Jack Doyle. Yeah. He's going to get some targets from Jacoby percent, but it's not necessarily going to be uh, a ton of uh, down-the-field targets. So it's going to be a dink-and-dunk offense. I still say, you know, if you drafted Eric Ebron already, good luck with that because you're not going to get the the value out of Ebron last year was the fact that Andrew Luck had him targeted for a ridiculous uh, number of touchdowns. He had 13 touchdowns last year. Eric Ebron will be lucky. Before Andrew Luck even announced his retirement, I thought Ebron would be lucky to even get five touchdowns this year. You may be looking at a season where Eric Ebron maybe gets three touchdown catches this year at best. I'm not even sure if he gets one. That's how down I am on Eric Ebron with Jacoby Brissett this year. So, you will eat your words, You will eat your words. Hey!
1: You will get at least six.
0: All right. It, it, we'll, we'll see. We'll see, Cam.
1: Uh, uh, Every touchdown that he has is going to be like two yards. So he's going <laughs> to have like no yards. <laughs> it's going to be a red zone, two yard touchdown that everyone's going to be pissed about. And I'm not going to have him in my DraftKings that
0: day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Exactly how it's going to work. I'm just playing it out for everyone.
0: Yeah. But, it, you know, it was, uh, you know, the bottom line is that, you know, if you already drafted Andrew Luck, you're, you're, the play here is is probably going to be, you know, most likely if Philip Rivers is available in your league, grab him. If someone didn't draft Jameis Winston, he takes priority over Philip Rivers. But uh most likely someone grabbed Jameis Winston on the back end of your draft. If they didn't, then someone made a mistake. But um I would say famous Jameis is uh gonna be the play. Then you get, then you're looking at uh Philip Rivers, then you're looking at a guy like Kirk Cousins. Maybe you, you mess around with uh, Sam Darno. Like that? What's that? You like that? Yes you like that you like that Yeah exactly what I'm talking about there you go come on I mean Yeah you, you, you But this is the thing it's not the end of the world like the folks that are going crazy on Twitter about their stupid fantasy team with Andrew Luck fail to acknowledge Yeah if you if you drafted Andrew Luck, it's still the deepest quarterback position. Take this as a lesson that this is why you don't reach for quarterback too early. Like people keep making this mistake. Like when you, when you take a quarterback that early, that's why you cause you put yourself in that position because quarterbacks. Well, yeah, there it's always possible that uh, you know the position doesn't get injured. Guess what? If he does get injured. You over you overplayed your hand, and you gave up a number of skill position players because where Luck was being drafted was way too high. Like Luck being drafted in the fifty uh, around pick fifty, I never understood what people were rushing for. It's like the same thing with Deshaun Watson. I love Deshaun Watson. I'm not going to have any exposure to Deshaun Watson this year because he's being dr- drafted way too early, in my opinion. So I love him, but. I'm not going to pay that much of a premium for him. You know, at a certain point, you got to take positions uh, uh, when you're putting together your fantasy roster, and that's just the way it's going to be. But, uh, yeah, so let's get into the other news that gets dwarfed on the day. Uh, Last night uh, during the game with the Texans, uh, uh, Texans running back Lamar Miller gets knocked out of the game, and now... The Texans are suspecting that uh, Miller has a torn ACL. Now, Cam, I know you were wondering when I was going to do my sleeper article. It now gets uh, disrupted by this news because my sleeper for fancy this year was uh, Duke Johnson because I already expected Duke Johnson to take the uh, starting job away from Lamar Miller uh, before week six of the season. Now, Duke Johnson is a running back one option to begin the year. To me, Duke Johnson should be selected within... Uh, he should be going up uh, in the 50 to 60 range of draft picks. I like Duke Johnson more than a guy like Kenyon Drake. And I've drafted, uh, drafted Kenyon Drake because of lack of options at the running back spot because I wasn't going for Lamar Miller. But I like now uh, Duke Johnson to be ahead of Kenyon Drake uh, moving forward. Uh, you know, in PBR formats, even more so. But uh, there, to me, there's no getting around it. Uh, Duke Johnson's a better running back option uh, than a number of candidates here. Uh, I, I got him uh, basically as uh, my uh, running back uh, uh, number 25 ahead of Kenyon Drake. So basically, you're going to be targeting Duke Johnson somewhere. Uh, basically, Duke Johnson is going to be somewhere in the mid. So, like,
1: is he top ten?
0: No, no, he, he, he no, he's, he's, he's got to be like the fifteen to twenty range, right? Well, I, I still have Marlon Mack uh, in the twenty range. So, like, uh, Duke, uh, Duke Johnson uh, falls into that running back twenty-five range uh, uh, because of his. Well, Duke ca- Johnson
1: FYI is like a thirty right now. What's that? I uh, uh, said so Duke Johnson right now is like probably at 30. This is probably.
0: Oh, okay. It, it, oh, okay. Is that the latest uh, rankings from uh, ESPN? Because. Uh, I'm, e- e- is,
1: I, I'm still thinking this is with uh, Lamar getting hurt. I think this is updated. I think he's about 30 right now.
0: Yeah, because so Lamar Lamar Miller was uh, ranked around 30. So they probably just replaced. Uh, they just probably
1: switched the names.
0: Yeah, yeah, they probably replace it. I have, I'm, I'm gonna be more bullish on Duke Johnson moving forward. Uh, so I would have him, uh, at running back twenty-five. So basically, you know, my my picks at running back uh, from the twenty range, uh, because I have Duke Johnson ahead of uh, uh, Damian Williams. I, I also, I, I still wouldn't move up uh, Damian Williams, uh. That much for because uh, I have Damian Williams as twenty six in my running back rankings. Uh, he was twenty five, but I I have him as twenty six now because uh, I put Duke Johnson ahead of him. But um, you know, you're still looking at guys uh, along the lines of uh, once you get past Mark Ingram, uh, Chris Carson. You know, I don't like Derrick Henry, but I get it. I would still put Derrick Henry ahead of. Uh, Duke Johnson, just because in a lot of, uh, in terms of the offense for Tennessee, there's still potential that Derrick Henry puts up top ten running back numbers at some point during the year. But in if it's if it's a if it's a non uh, PPR format, then yeah, I would drop Derrick Henry any, uh, even further and guys like Chris Carson even further and put Duke Johnson into the top twenty. That's that's the way I'm looking at it. Depending on your scoring format, it's going to make a difference. But if it's a PPR format, Duke Johnson, uh, by and large, is probably going to be a top twenty uh, uh, running back. And if it's non PPR, then he's a top twenty. Uh, he's a top twenty-five back. That's. But the long and short of it is that D- Duke Johnson is going to be drafted way too late. So that if you're having a fantasy draft for today, Cam. My suggestion: Duke Johnson needs to be uh, a top, uh, uh, somewhere between pick fifty and pick sixty. I don't know where you're picking, but Duke Johnson needs to be selected somewhere in that range because he's probably going to be going in the seventies. But I wouldn't risk it. I think someone might be smart enough to draft him in the fifty to sixty range that I'm predicting.
1: All right. Well, let's play
0: fantasy throw down.
1: So, I will give you the keepers for my league, and you tell me who's going to be my first pick. Yep. Alright, so you better be writing this down.
0: Well, um, I'm I'm pulling up my rankings, and I'll I'll do my best, Cam.
1: (laughs) You bet. So, right now, Melvin Gordon
0: Melvin so Gordon is a like, keeper? This is this is
1: how the snake draft came about and then you you pick one keeper. So don't think they're taking him as a first pick. So Melvin Gordon. Yep. He's he's apparently the third round pick, which is decent.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I I got Melvin Gordon in the, in the in the third or fourth round, so Third round keeper for Melvin Gordon. That's yeah, fine. Which is good,
1: which is good for him because then he's going to have a pick. So, well, all right. So Melvin Gordon,
0: Dalvin Cook. Uh, what Pat what 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 round is Cook in? Second round. Yeah, fair.
1: Pat Mahomes, the Patty Ice.
0: Oh yeah, well that that well that. Well, that one makes sense because he was probably drafted in, uh, I would say, probably round eight or ten last Next year. Round, though. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait! It cost him a second round pick. Yep. Oh, I, d- d-
1: Dude, I would pick him as a first round pick.
0: He's the best that I've ever lived. E-Money. Come uh, oh, on. Of co- of course you're ignoring my advice, but okay, <laughs> fine. <laughs>
1: hey, you know how much I love me some patty eyes.
0: I know. I know. Sometimes you some got to play viewers. some some, some of As a Texas Tech uh, grad, Cam is in love with Patrick Mahomes. He may even consider tattooing Patrick Mahomes' face onto his arm one day.
1: I I will. On my on my face, on my arm, and my butt.
0: Probably too much detail for the fans, Cam. <laughs> TMI. And next, we got Odell. First round or second round? Fair.
1: Saquon. First round. Yeah. No way. How is Saquon
0: first round? Saquon's the overall number one pick! <laughs> I, I, okay, you, you were you're being sarcastic there. It wasn't sarcastic no, enough. Dude, no, dude, he plays for the Giants, dude. He sucks. <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> Again, number one overall fantasy option. Stop.
1: Terrible. I hate him. He sucks. I would
0: never pick him. Play, play with your head, not your heart, Cam. <laughs> Dude, I would pick Blake Bortles over freaking Saquon. And that, folks, is why teams lose fantasy drafts. <laughs> uh, Keep going. All right, so Todd Gurley, take him around. Way too much of a risk there, but I get it. it you're hoping for the returns. I just don't – I wouldn't use a keeper – Th- knowing that it's going to cost me the second round pick, if it was a third round pick for Gurley, yeah, we're talking. I prop. I think
1: he's on the edge of the second and the third.
0: Yeah, it, the thing, the thing of it is, is that you know when you have keepers and you and you have guys, you know, who aren't going to be able to pick. I'm not taking market value for Gurley, knowing the question marks, mainly because Gurley's production is uh, being limited to about 70% at most of what he was doing last year, which means you're getting borderline running back two value for what you're drafting as a running back one option. That's my concern. And because of his injury history, there is no guarantee that the Rams don't decide to give goal line carries to someone else to lighten the load on Gurley uh, at the point of impact at the most likely position where he's uh, he's going to be able to get hurt is at the goal line situation. So my concern with Gurley is the fact that, A, are we going to see the explosive runs? B, if they're trying to limit his, uh, his carries, they may very well limit his goal line touches. And from what we've seen, uh, Gurley is not exactly a fan of fantasy football so he won't care that his goal line touches are being limited uh, he is, uh yeah he's nowhere. he's already gotten his guaranteed money so to me Gurley's going to play ball with the organization because he knows with his arthritic knee the the organization could uh, jerk him around he's going to be he's going to be well behaved unlike Zeke so uh Put i work Ze- hey i still have zeke hey, I'm as a t- Zeke's
1: jersey right now zeke
0: uh li- listen we should trade him li- li- listen zeke get is on a the is th- get on, get on the zeke is uh is still the uh overall second best player in fantasy in my opinion i still have him as uh if if it wasn't for the fact that he wasn't in camp yet he'd be number one over saquon but because he's not number one uh, he's not in camp yet that's why he's at number two so I'm still drafting Zeke if I have a top. He's a Pablo, huh? Yeah, it, it, I still draft I'm Zeke. Wearing
1: a Zeke jersey as is, as we speak.
0: Yeah, so I'm not worried about Zeke, uh, but anyway, uh, uh, we're yeah, we're we're, 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 we're we're gonna keep it moving because uh, uh, I got off on a tangent there about Girly. So like, I was about
1: to say, uh, this ain't my fault. This is yours. <laughs> So, we have Todd Gurley. So, next, James Conner, second round, which was my freaking pick.
0: Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Oh um, no way. I, mean, I can't believe he kept them after Lady on the Sorry, I'm a little bitter about that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No makes sense. That's a um, surprise to me.
0: Third or second? Yeah. Back end of the second round pick, but I get it. My
1: boy right here, Christian McCaffrey, first round. Yep.
0: Oh. Yep. I wish I could. Uh,
1: I should have picked him two years ago, and I'm yes.
0: Well, I mean, no one really thought the uh, Panthers were going to use him as much as a typical running back as they have thus far. So. Uh, McCaffrey is showing that he, he can't handle load, so I, I got no problems with if you want to rank a McCaffrey second over Zeke I don't have a problem with that it's just that when Zeke comes in and I firmly believe Zeke will he's going to be the best overall running back in fantasy So uh, I bet he I
1: bet will too and Jerry will suck his pee pee
0: <laughs> yeah but um, alright who else we got
1: all
0: right,
1: so last
0: me, Julio. Okay, so who? Yeah, Julio being your first round pick.
1: Yep. He's considered a first round, but it doesn't matter because I'm hit, so we wrap around. I get the next pick anyway. So yeah, doesn't matter if he's first or second.
0: Yeah, and, and you know what my answer is going to be? It's it's Zeke. <laughs> hey, dude.
1: If I can pick Zeke, if I get Zeke at that point. I'm going
0: to pick him. So. Yeah, like the fir- the first pick of your draft should be Zeke. I know I know I know some fo- I know some folks are going to pick Kamara. My my position is I'm ranking Zeke ahead of Kamara two reasons. A, people keeps uh, underestimating Latavius Murray. I think Latavius Murray is a better running back than uh, Mark Ingram. So that's one thing. It's like it it, it was always a split timeshare between ingram and uh kamara i think latavius murray is is better than mark ingram so because of that i got a higher ranking on latavius murray than most people do he's still he's still gonna uh run into that same timeshare issue so the touchdowns won't be there but kamara in terms of yardage i don't think he's gonna be as high as people uh, keep expecting him to be and also the fact that Uh, the saints are going to have to find different ways of getting, because teams have gotten wise to what the saints like to do. The ball is either going to Michael Thomas or it's going to Kamara. The saints are going to have to change things up a bit because in the NFL teams find ways of taking away what you like doing. So I think this year between Michael Thomas and Kamara, I'm a little bit more down on them than most. They're still first round picks, no doubt, but don't be uh, don't expect the same level of production just because the gang got all back together again. It it it, it doesn't necessarily translate that way. Same same Why not? <laughs> But um I mean that's just the way I look at it. It's like I, I think is
1: here, let me throw this in there. <clears throat> the only thing is we're all a bunch
0: of
1: Frank Dallas text. So Zeke is probably gonna be picked.
0: Pretty quick. Yeah. So I mean so who do you pick if you don't pick Zeke. Yeah, so basically here here are the way I would rank the picks uh in your draft, the way it should go down. It should be Zeke, kamara DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, then you hit David Johnson, uh Le'Veon goes next after David Johnson. I probably would take Le'Veon before David Johnson, but knowing how most people are looking at it, they're they're afraid that Le'Veon is going to bust. My hope for you, Cam, is the fact that I'm hoping that Nick Chubb falls to you. <laughs>
1: oh, me too. With
0: poop pills. Yeah. The best case scenario for you, given that you already have Julio, is is that Nick Chubb falls down to you. Uh, by uh, by the time it gets to the tenth, tenth, uh, and eleventh pick,
1: I mean, I I just have a feeling that Zeke's not gonna make it there. I mean, I didn't realize like how many second rounds these people have. Like, there's only one Saquon, Julio, and McCaffrey. Those are only the only first rounds, which I'm surprised, but
0: yeah. The, the the problem that you're gonna run into uh, with the keepers is the fact that you know unless because I can't see Labian falling, Connor's already kept yeah, but with uh, with I, Cook I, I, Cook and Mixon already know. kept as well. Like basically, since you kept a wide receiver, you I I I'm always a fan of either double running backs or splitting a uh, uh, running back with a wide receiver. I'm not a fan of double wide receivers to start a draft because of the fact that it leaves you leveraged into having to draft a bunch of uh, uh, running back deft because you don't have a true running back one option and you're hoping to catch fire. So my my whole thing is, you know, that next tier of running backs, I'm not that uh, sold on. Devonta Freeman is a running back two option because – you know, Atlanta just doesn't feed him the rock enough to make him a running back one. Uh, you know, the way Atlanta wants to, wants to run their offense, you know, they spread it out too much for Freeman to give you back that running back one value. Carry on.
1: That's, uh, I mean, Julio, they spread that too much too. But I think, mean, to be honest, uh, the only reason I kept Julio is because my team was
0: trash. Yeah. So, I mean, outside of uh, Freeman, I, I, I'm not a fan of on Johnson. Uh, the problem is the Lions' offensive line is not good at run blocking at all. You know, the the fact that the Lions' wide receiving core is as suspect as it is, you know, y- y- you really don't have – I mean, I like Galladay, you know – Marvin Jones, to me, is very suspect because he only shows up three games out of the year. I have a lot of questions about the Lions' offense in general. So that's why I'm down on On Johnson because I think it's a lot easier just to stack the box and dare Matt Stafford to throw because Matt Stafford will oblige and he will turn the ball over. So but I- he also will. Yeah, but you're gonna win the game because the amount of turnovers and three and outs that Matt Stafford is gonna generate, you're gonna win that matchup more often than not. Like Matt Stafford, hey, is, Stafford. The ki- is the king is the king of empty stats.
1: He's a fantasy lover.
0: Oh yeah. Well, the oh,
1: so real quick, real quick. Uh, so, um, would you pick Damian Williams?
0: I'm like I said, I'm down on Damian Williams just because. You know, as much as people want to crap on, everyone wants to crap on Carl Hyde. Carl Hyde in that offense and the scheme that they're running should oh, be, so be Carl Hyde should be a beast. Like Carl Hyde wasn't a fit for what Cleveland's uh, run blocking scheme was last year, and that's one of the biggest reasons why he struggled was it wasn't a good fit for the system. I think uh, Kansas City's offense is a great fit for Carl's Hyde. So, to me, Carl's Hyde is one of those guys you can draft for the upside. But the, by that same token, I'm more negative on Damian Williams. Yes, I'll I'll put Damian Williams as a top twenty option just because. Yeah, if he gets the lion's share of carries, given the offense, he's gonna get opportunities to score uh, score touchdowns. So, yeah, you can't you can't fade Damian Williams completely. But it's, uh, but uh, like the only guy I have as a bigger bust potential than Damian Williams, uh, would be, well, actually the two guys, uh, would be Gurley because of the health reasons and the fact that they're gonna reduce his workload, and Aaron Jones of the Packers. But outside of that, Damian Williams has a very real chance of, uh, of busting for where he's being drafted because you're drafting because of him being on the Chiefs offense not necessarily his track record because he doesn't really have a track record (laughs) I
1: agree.
0: so again it's the unknown that's the problem here it's like how is he going to handle the success he had last year given that he hadn't done anything else in his NFL career previously that to me is a big question mark I don't like Aaron Jones from the standpoint of Aaron Jones is you know Yes, he has talent, but in Green Bay's offense, Aaron Rodgers is going to throw the rock. So, you know, for all those who keep hoping that the Packers are going to have a fourteen yard, a 1,400, 1,500-yard rusher, you know, it's a fantasy. It, they're not going to run the ball nearly enough. It, they're not going to run the ball nearly enough. To have uh, Aaron Jones return the value that he's being drafted as, like people keep looking at him as a running back one potential, and I I don't see it. Like if you're drafting Aaron Jones in the second round, you're begging for uh, you're begging uh, for a bus potential there. To me, Aaron Jones is a third round pick earliest. I'm not taking Aaron Jones in the second round. I'm sorry, it's it's not happening. I'd rather take Marlon Mack in the second round before I take Aaron Jones. Hell, I'd rather take Fournette in the second round before Aaron Jones. And Fournette, I still think Fournette is still going to be in the doghouse with uh, the Jaguars before week five. So to me, Leonard Fournette is at risk of getting suspended by the Jaguars before week five. And I would still have more confidence in uh, Leonard Fournette being a running back one option ahead of Aaron Jones. Do not take that as an endorsement to draft Leonard Fournette because, again, I still think Leonard Fournette could get himself suspended. <laughs> so that's uh, so that's why I look at it and I say, you know, realistically, I'm worried about uh, the running back spot if Chubb doesn't fall to you. Because, again, you know, to me... Running backs, I'm going to be fading more in the middle rounds this year than I have in years past. You know, the only other guy that you you can try to throw uh, a lifeline to would be Josh Jacobs, uh, uh, the rookie running back for the Raiders. But the Raiders are such a mess. I don't know what this team's going to be. And that scares the bejesus out of me because... The Raiders have the potential of getting blown out of so many games that I'm not sure if Josh Jacobs is even going to get the carries to return to value. That's why I worry about Josh Jacobs and would select even Derrick Henry ahead of him because I don't know what the value is going to be. Melvin Gordon still hasn't returned to the Chargers yet. I can't put Melvin Gordon in the conversation yet because A, Melvin Gordon is always hurt. And he's not nearly as good as he thinks he is, so I got concerns about Melvin Gordon as well. Even when he does return from uh, his uh, absence from the team while he negotiates a new contract, because again, the valuation on Melvin Gordon, people are still taking him way too early. So when I saw it, when you mentioned he was being kept, that's when I was like, Ugh. yeah, that I, I, that I, that I, that's I, that's I, it's it's, it's mark it's market I, value. Uh, it's market value, but again, it's market value because of the high risk involved.
1: Yep. The thing is, though, if he actually stays healthy, he's a beast. So,
0: again, when has when has Melvin Gordon stayed healthy in an NFL season? Exactly.
1: <laughs> we're, we're both laughing right now.
0: <laughs> It's like, if you couldn't stay healthy at age 23, age 24, age 25, age 26, yes, that would be considered prime age for most occupations in the world, not an NFL running back. NFL running back, yes, technically you're prime, but when you're an injury plagued running back, age 26 could easily be the age where it all goes downhill. I, I completely get why Melvin Gordon's holding out for his money, because if he doesn't hold out for his money, the chances of him actually having a fully healthy NFL season are slim to none after age 26. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, uh, Duke Johnson, because of it being a keeper draft to me, I would move up the, uh, the timetable for Duke, uh, because someone's going to grab Duke probably in the 60 range. So what you want to be positioning yourself is at, as that 10th pick. forty uh, Pick number 40 is probably going to be uh, a reach for him. But I don't think it's the worst thing in the world to take him at pick 41. Because again, by the time it comes back to you, I don't think he'll be there. That's my concern. So I would probably take I'd rather take Duke Johnson around early than around too late because with it being a PPR format for you, Cam, I'd rather take Duke Johnson early. That's just my suggestion. Roger that. Cause I I I, I have Duke Johnson ahead of Tariq Cohen, ahead of Philip Lindsay. And it's not that I don't like Philip Lindsay. I do like Philip Lindsay. But if it's a PPR format. And Duke Johnson being the most productive PPR format, not named Le'Veon Bell or Alvin Kamara, the last four seasons. Guess what? I'm taking Duke Johnson when he's got he's got the line he's got the sole share of the workload at running back. I think it's gonna I think it makes the Texans a better team. I, I thought uh, Lamar Miller was holding back the Texans' offense by getting uh, the lion's share of carries. I think Duke Johnson's perfectly suited uh, to being a 20-carry running back in the league. He just never got the opportunity to do so in Cleveland.
1: Well, uh, let's uh, rank some receivers right now. All right, what you got? No, what are
0: your thoughts? Well, I mean, in terms of the receiving core... The, the 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 I'll I'll tell I'll tell you the guy who's being overlooked and the guy who's being overranked. All right, let's do it. Guys who
1: I are mean, Devonte
0: Adams is overranked, but here's here's the reason why he's I I I won't agree with you there. I won't agree with you. I do think that his valuation. No, I, I I'm I'm not gonna say he's overranked. It, it's it's basically he's market value right now. If you're taking him as the 5th pick of the draft, I think you're overranking him. Yeah. If you're taking him up if you're taking him in the back end of uh if you're taking him in the back end of the round, that's fair. I, I I'm not taking Devonte Adams over like cuz I'm seeing Devo- I was seeing Devonte Adams being uh taken ahead of Zeke. I I I was I was I was scratching my head. Uh, it's like, you know, ahead of David Johnson, ahead of Zeke, Uh, like, I I don't get it. It's like, you know, even DeAndre, as much as I love DeAndre, I'm not taking those receivers ahead of when I have potential for Zeke. When I know David Johnson is going to have a little bit more running room this year because of uh, our friend Cliffy's air raid offense, it's going to create opportunities for David Johnson to catch the ball more out of the backfield and have uh wider running lanes. I'm not taking a wide receiver over those two guys, which I've seen consistently done in the ranking systems, uh, for fantasy this year. So yeah, it's like, I'm not going to say Devante's over, uh, over I'm just saying he's just closest to the back end of the first round. But yeah, guys who are over uh, Adam Thielen is being ranked based off of the production he had to start the year rather than how he finished the year. To me, Stefan Diggs is just as good as Thielen and is going to steal the catches from Thielen. So my whole problem with uh, Diggs and Thielen is that I like them as receivers. The problem is I'm not taking them before third round. Like, I'm seeing I'm seeing Adam Thielen being drafted in the second round, and I'm saying, no, you're making a mistake. Back end of the third round is when both of those receivers should be going, but not before then. The other guys who are being overranked are the Rants wide receivers. Because, again, Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods put up the majority share of their numbers after Cooper Cup got hurt. To me... Woods and Cooks should not be, uh, you know, they're getting drafted into the third round. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to say that it's a terrible pick. I'm just saying it makes it hard to draft them early third round when realistically their valuation comes at the back end of the third round. It's like the, it was like, if you're, if you're selecting them in the third round because you're afraid they're not going to get back to you, it's okay. Draft Amari Cooper. You'll be fine. Like, my whole thing is draft Amari Cooper. Draft Julian Edelman if you're in the early part of the third round. Because, to me, those guys have better have higher ceilings of output than what you're going to get out of Woods and Cooks. And I would rather take the injury discount that's being played into Cooper Cup And take Cooper Cup later on. uh, Because I've seen Cooper Cup uh, drift into the fifth round. I'd rather take Cooper Cup over Woods and Cooks. Because the targets they're going to get is going to be relatively similar. And Cooper Cup is the red zone favorite target of Jared Goff anyway. So, why am I taking Woods and Cooks that early? I mean, (laughs) I wouldn't take any Ram receiver. So... I'm biased. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but like the guy who, uh, oh, and the one other guy that I, I would put, I would put him down as a do not draft uh, candidate right here and now. And I'm pretty sure you won't draft him either for other reasons. But the other guy I put as do not draft is Alshon Jeffrey. Alshon Jeffrey is now 29 years old. And has not played a full NFL season in four years. So, again, you know, when you're doing fantasy projections, you know, you're factoring in, like, staying healthy. When a guy can't stay healthy, and, again, Alshon Jeffrey's production... While it was better with Carson Wentz as opposed to Nick Foles at quarterback, I'm, I'm not going to dispute that. Banking on Alshon Jeffrey to get you 75 catches, to me, is a big risk. And my biggest problem with Alshon is the fact that he's got to get into the end zone to pay off the valuation of where he's being drafted. So, again... For the folks that are drafting him in the third round and uh, early fourth round, I I, I just think there's there are a number of options that you could go with besides Alshon Jeffrey. Hell, I'd rather take Allen Robinson and uh, Robbie Anderson ahead of Alshon Jeffrey. Calvin Ridley should be going ahead of uh, Alshon Jeffrey, but uh, you know I, I just have Alshon Jeffrey as a do not draft candidate. Because, again, where he's going, it's too early. It's too early for me, and I I got a couple other options that I'd rather have. So, the one guy that I keep gravitating towards that I feel keeps going too late uh, in drafts is Chris Godwin. Because my... uh, My overall assessment here is the fact that uh, Godwin has the potential to have not only a thousand yard season, he's got a chance for double digit touchdowns because again, Mike Evans is going to be double teamed because Mike Evans is that good. Teams are going to double team him. I think that if Winston uh, can control the turnovers and get Tampa more consistently in red zone opportunities, I think you got a golden, a golden chance for uh, Godwin to put up major numbers in fantasy this year, and he's still going late third round at the earliest. I've seen him go into the fourth and fifth round. To me, Godwin is the sneaky play from a wide receiver standpoint that no one's talking about because Godwin can be a top ten uh, fantasy wide receiver this year, and it wouldn't surprise me whatsoever.
1: I mean, I mean, I'm not going to pick them in the list, uh list, you know, late round. I just hate Bugs too. <laughs> I hate the Buccaneers.
0: Again, Cam. Again, Cam. We are drafting to win, not what you like and don't like. We're drafting to win. So, so what are we, Cam? What are we, Cam? In the win category. We we. we, we, we you know why? You know why Chris God was in the win category? Because the Bucks no, are gonna in like a DraftKings win category. He's not in a No, a no, the re- No, here's the reason why he's in a regular he fantasy not, win. No, dude, he's not in a year-long. Yes, you, no know, way. you know why? Because the Bucks yeah. are gonna be in shootouts the entire season because their defense is still terrible.
1: Yeah, they so, so they're gonna be throwing the ball the the whole game. Yes. Exactly. I agree. But I'm not fucking touching.
0: <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah,
1: you you take
0: them. All right, all right, Cam. What 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 else? What else uh, are you looking for?
1: I mean, that's it. I mean, tight ends is kind of just a crapshoot.
0: So. Honestly, if you're not taking Kelsey early, which uh, I which yeah, I don't uh, which I don't recommend. I, I'm not a fan of taking a, a Travis Kelsey early in drafts. It's only if you're again, I know some people would yeah, suggest people take them like in the second round. Yes. I'm like, what are you doing? I've seen I've seen that happen too, but the scoring I'm format the scoring format of your league in PPR has to reward uh, ca- uh catches uh by tight end like uh at a higher valuation, or it's gotta give you uh bonus points for catches over a hundred yards. For me to take uh, Kelsey in the, in the second round, because the only the only reason why I'm taking Kelsey in the second round is because Kelsey essentially grades out to a number one wide receiver at the tight end position. If everything goes well for Casey again this year, if you think the running game for Casey is going to struggle, like I do, then yeah, you can take Kelsey in the second round, but just know. But just know, but just know, it can it can backfire you horribly.
1: I mean, but even if it was good, I mean, they have Patty Ice, so they're gonna throw the ball. So the only thing is, for me, uh, over a hundred yard uh, games, you get uh, extra points. But I'm still not taking Kelsey. You know, top Brown.
0: Yeah, to, to me, again, because you kept the wide receiver, the only play for Kelsey is if you have a running back to start off with, you were the back end of the first round, you took a running back, and then you followed it up with Kelsey because you didn't like the wide receiving options that were available. The thing is that there are so many wide receiver options that unless, like, Odell, Juju, like, all those guys were being kept, and that you were short on wide receivers, then I would gravitate towards Kelsey uh, to get that uh, that wide receiver one value. But in in this case, I I, I don't see the need to go for a, a Travis Kelsey. Yeah. But outside of Kelsey, I I'm still a fan of punting the position. You know, even with Jack Doyle taking a massive hit to what would have been a sneaky value uh, play. You know, you still got guys like Greg Olson around that can still do uh get you points. You still you still got Jordan Reed. Like there are still guys that can put up points from the tight end spot, Delaney Walker, all these guys are going past round uh fourteen or later. Uh, you know, you can get a tight end late. So to me, punt the position, you'll be fine.
1: I mean, unless you get, like, Erds or Kelsey, like, like, I don't even care.
0: Like, good game.
1: <laughs> GG.
0: Yeah. So, I'll leave you to it, Cam. Best of luck in your draft. Try not to draft with your heart so much, but uh, I'll leave you to My it. heart is already
1: taken. Patty Eyes has been kept.
0: <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Go go get him, go get him, champ! All right, all right, later. All right, well, that's gonna do it for the show, folks. Uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll circle back at a later date, but uh, you know, as I said, you know, there are certain options that you can do to adjust your fantasy roster with this Andrew Luck news. But overall, like, give the man at least some shred of dignity. You know, the folks that are going out of their way to attack Andrew Luck, like, get over yourselves. Uh, You know, it's about as ridiculous as it gets. But that's all for now. Have a good one, everyone.